You must listen to this entire message before entering a selection. To accept this call, press 5. To refuse this call, hang up now. To block this call and all future calls, press 9. You may enter a selection now. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back. Long time to see. Oh my gosh, I know. So sorry, we kind of just like left you hanging in season one. We both got like ridiculously busy, especially with COVID and just school. You were in school, and then I decided that I was going to go back to school. Um, just to recap, if this is like your first time joining us, or if you don't remember, um, I'm Savannah. And I'm Andrea. And both of our boyfriends are currently incarcerated in the state of Iowa. They are serving 25-year sentences with a mandatory minimum of 17 and a half years for robbery. So we kind of talk about the relationships that we have with them, um, familial relationships, just of anybody who has somebody that's incarcerated and everything that comes along with that. So that's to accept this call. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Um, so I thought, yeah, we just thought we'd kind of recap of like what's been going on since we left you in September. So <laughs> I know I said it. I was like, <laughs> what's been up? What's new in your world? And then talk about what's new in Benjamin's world. Okay. Let's see. So, school. I all of this, um, you know, prison reform. Me and Ben have to get been together for almost five years, and just learning the ropes of how like the prison system works, um, how reform is needed, what goes into like legislation and everything like that. Um, I found out that I'm actually pretty passionate about, not just for him, but like other people too. Um, so I decided to go back and get my paralegal certification. So that's kind of why we dropped off too, is um, school. And then of course, it's just like the holidays and stuff, which were nice, but stressful. Um, so that's all that's really going on in my life. I'm gonna meet <laughs> Auntie for the first time. So that's kind of exciting. Um, other than that, nothing. Yeah, and Jet's doing good. You're a beautiful pup. Yeah, Jet, she's a psychopath still. Uh, she's going to puppy classes next, this coming Saturday. So maybe like soon she'll be good. We'll train her and she can just like sit back here and be like a cool background. You can be our mascot. Yeah, our mascot. Yeah, we can get her like a little prison bandana and like. Yeah. To accept this call, bandana. We should give her a chain. So at the end of February, I think it's February 26th, will be exactly one year since I've seen him, which is crazy because, you know, like our friend Olivia was saying that, like, in the three years that she's been with Caleb, this is, she's gone a whole year without seeing him. And I'm like, oh my gosh, in the five years, soon to be five years that me and Ben have been together I haven't seen him for one whole year like that's crazy to me that is crazy when you really think about it and like the worst part is that there's no end in sight like there's yeah. nothing that is this is going to be coming soon there's no word from the DOC there's no word of anywhere in the world of like this is when COVID will end you know so we're all just kind of stuck I would say it's just, it's definitely hard, but yeah, one whole year of not seeing P 
people other than those that they live with and yeah. that are in charge of them. Like, oh my God, can you imagine if you were stuck no. with your boss for a whole That's Same. Yeah. Like imagine just being stuck at work basically with people that you like somewhat get along with, but then like, and the people you're in charge of and just having to constantly be there and not knowing when you can see like outside world. Like that's crazy. That you want to like choose to be around. You don't get to see them. You have to be stuck with people that you don't have a choice to be around. Right. Exactly. That'd be awful. I know it's, and I just feel bad for all of them, not even just our guys, um, but like everybody incarcerated because some people aren't lucky enough like us to get video visits. Like they still are strict lockdown, like phone calls a couple times a week if they're lucky, you know, so. They're still in their cells like 23 hours a day. Yeah. So our hearts definitely go out to them for sure. We feel... Yeah. We feel very fortunate with what we get, but I'm also freaking greedy, to be honest with yeah, you. This up a little bit. Come on. Like, I just want to see him. I know. Yeah. And Benjamin usually would be in school, right? But they, yep. they canceled. Yeah, they decided to cancel school. I think they did it through the fall. Yeah, baby. Um, they did it in the fall. I think took a couple classes. Um. But yeah, then they decided to cancel this spring semester, which is super frustrating because he only has two more classes and then he has his associates. And those were the last two classes he needs. Yeah. <laughs> and the worst part about it too is I was saying like, it doesn't put anybody at risk. The way that they do school in there doesn't put anybody at risk. They do it all through like correspondence or on um, a tablet or like a computer, like a laptop, I want to say. So it's like, there's no face-to-face interaction with their professors. There's nobody even coming in and out from the college to the prison. So it's like, what is the, what is so hard about coordinating that? I don't, right. to be honest. But. Yeah. People are just joining in again. He, so both our boyfriends got COVID. They were um, roommates. And then Jake got COVID first, right? Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. quarantine. And then, I know it feels like forever ago. And then um, not too long after that, Benjamin got COVID. Um, Jake recovered pretty fast, I think, and hasn't really had any problems since. Benjamin kind of um, recovered pretty fast. But now he's been struggling with, like, a lot of post-COVID symptoms um, a lot of chest pain a lot of numbness um stuff like that and it's just kind of frustrating because first of course they wanted to play it off as like anxiety and you know his response was i've been in prison for 13 years i know what anxiety is and this isn't it and i was like yeah that's a pretty good point like that is a true statement. So um, he has an appointment to go to the actual like doctors, um, but of course they don't tell him when it is or what time or anything for security purposes. So we're just waiting on that to see. He's been feeling better though as of lately. Good, I'm yeah. glad. And that kind of brings up to like a little bit of a preface for what we're going to talk about in the upcoming season. We have like a little bit of an outline, and Andrea has a family friend. I want to say yes, physical therapist in a state prison. Mm-hmm. in North Carolina yeah, in North Carolina so in that we can talk more about the medical process that like our men have to go through and then that friend can talk about kind of how that works there just so that we can help you understand that a little bit better too yeah. 
That's something to look forward to. We have a few yeah. guests coming up this season, and we'll talk about that more, too. Yeah. Um, so how are you? How's Jake? I'm great. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, I started back up in school as well. Wow. Started that up, and then my first semester ended. I'll be done in spring of 2022. So I've been busy with that. Yes. Um, I moved. What else has happened? I feel like there's been so much, but also right now I'm like, like nothing at all. Anything. Yeah, absolutely nothing. Still haven't got to see my boyfriend. None of it. So, no. Yeah, that's been pretty much it on our side. Uh, Jake's been good. He is back in his wood shop, which was like his original job all throughout his incarceration at Fort Dodge. But um, shortly before COVID, the wood shop got shut down because somebody chopped off their finger. <laughs> and so now yeah so now he gets to work there again and he's doing that like four days a week and then he works at IPI three days a week so he's working seven days a week which is yeah kind of sucks and he's been grumpy I'm glad he doesn't get to hear this because he'd be mad if I told everybody he was grumpy he's been grumpy yeah (laughs) overall that's the thing too yeah Ben's been working um servery Mm -hmm. and then apparently he's a barber now who knew? <laughs> they're all barbers, aren't they? I, they're, everybody's a barber in there, I'm pretty sure. But apparently he can cut good hair. I don't know. But. Well, good. Do you want to talk a little bit about, like, the upcoming season of what people can expect? Can you sure. What do we got for next week? I'm excited about next week. Okay, so next week we have our friend Jeremy, who was incarcerated um, in Iowa with our guys. Um, I believe he, did he have a mandatory? Yeah, I want to say he yeah. was second degree robbery. Yeah, I think so. So the, only 10 years, maximum seven years, minimum. Um, so he'll be on, uh, we're going to grill him. We have so many questions and for he him. He said nothing was off limits. Yep. Yeah. So whatever you guys want that'll be fun yeah. and he has a pretty crazy story so so get forward to get forward you know to it right forward to it no I don't know I don't know anything about it I only know him because I've talked with him like about mandatory sentencing reform and then that lady you know the lady you, so do you know he escaped from jail no I didn't know that he was in, um, I think, Black, Ho- Black Hawk County. That's where Jake was. Yeah, and they were, I think they were transferring him, and he is escaped. Yeah, Google it. It's crazy. It, it's cool in the sense that he went from being a person like that, like escaping and just, I'm pretty sure he was a drug user, stuff like that, to a reformed citizen that's like help trying to trying to help reform the prison system because he knows what it's like in there i think that he'll be a good example of um you know the kind of person that we think are like that we know that our men are yeah you can see like it kind of gives us hope in a sense though too to see like look what he's able to accomplish and like look what he's done with his stuff and then let's do better than that even so exactly Um, so and then as you said um a family friend of ours is a physical therapist in a state prison in North Carolina 
Um, I briefly have talked to him about things, um, but I'm really excited to talk to him because he's just one of those, he's from the South. And so he's like one of those like wholesome, down to earth, like Southern hospitality kind of dudes. And so I'm really excited to see and very like conservative. So I'm interested to see his like perspective of things being in working in a prison. Also, there's a couple <laughs> of just topics. We have a couple topics. One that we really want to talk about is like the release side of things, because neither of us have really dealt with that, obviously, because um, they're still in there. So we want to talk about like re-entry into society. I have um, some questions from a couple friends that were asking about things like that. So I think it'd be good to touch on it. Jeremy can also help us with some Absolutely. questions. Mm-hmm. Um, we're excited to talk about uh, like mental health and um, anxiety and depression and things like that that come with you know, being in prison and then being in a prison relationship. Um, it's like important to spread awareness. So we're excited to talk about that. Um, one other person that I am so freaking pumped for, like I, I'm fangirling a little bit on this one. There is, yeah, there is this girl who posts TikToks. Um, I'm sure that a lot of you guys have seen it. Her at, like her um, username is at J-A-D-A-L-O-U-S. Her name is Jade. Her husband is in prison and she got, she went viral for posting. She got a huge cardboard cutout of him and it is like, and she put it like on her Roomba. She laid in bed with it. She put him in her pool and was like showing it. It was so funny. She's freaking awesome. And she is just, I'm excited to hear her experiences. She agreed to be on here. I'm pumped for that. Um, The other one that I'm pumped for, there's two that are kind of on the fence right now. So maybe, maybe not. I'm going to reach out to a couple former COs that Jake is cool with um, that don't work at Fort Dodge anymore. So hopefully they can give us some insight on it. Yeah. We're excited. Even if they were like, came on and anonymous, if they still didn't feel comfortable, we can like blur out their faces and. Yeah. And their voices, we can store them or whatever. I'm going to reach out to them and I'm excited. I really think that they will. Like I have a good. Yeah. yeah. And then the last one that we have in mind um, is one of our friends who actually is in a relationship with somebody who is a sex offender. Um, so we kind of want to talk about that dynamic that she's experienced um, in the relationship and then also the ex- dynamic that he's experienced. We, we see like the judgment and the stigma on our side of things, you know, like, I mean, we were talking about how people will say, oh, you can release everybody except for um, violent offenders and sex offenders. And it's like, there's so much more that go into it, um, into the stories, into the sentencing of things. Um, and it's just, it's just interesting. And then how he deals with it in there. So breaking that stigma. And then the other thing I was going to say too, you had brought up about how people talk about violent offenders, right? Yeah both of our guys are categorized as violent offenders and like we've mentioned in our cases there was a gun at both um scenarios but we have a friend in there who is considered a violent offender even though he robbed banks using a note he didn't have a weapon on him i i don't know him that well but i don't know if he could really take it down a lot of people he's kind of a little thing you know yeah no and he used disguises and like costumes 
to rob banks. And he's considered a violent offender because he has a robbery sentence because that's what attached to it. So whatever the circumstances are of the crime doesn't matter when they categorize you as violent or not. Right. It's the sentence as a whole. And, and like an assault, for example, in the state of Iowa is a simple misdemeanor. And yes. if somebody went into um, like a place it's really hard to establish intent. And I think that's something like in the criminal justice system that's talked about a lot is like, how can we say what this person's intention was when they went in? Cause we're not in their brain. Right. Let's say for example, that somebody went into a scenario with the intent to rob somebody, but they just didn't pull it off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Assault at that point. And so it's like, just because they weren't capable of doing what they wanted to do, it classifies them at a whole different level than somebody who did. You right. Know? That's it's like, you know, um, like on my favorite murder, that's what they always talk about is like attempted murder. So you're telling me that you're trying to murder me and that you didn't succeed. So you get a lesser charge because I survived. Yeah. Like I should get something for that. Not you. Like you shouldn't, I should get money or I should get something or a prize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just it's, like, it blows my mind. Like you get a lesser sentence for attempted murder because you live mm -hmm. I don't know it's weird so, it's so weird the criminal justice yeah. is weird and I think that the more that I'm in it the more I understand it and the less I understand it at the same time exactly so. that's pretty much how it goes yeah so those are just some of the things that we have in mind for this season I'm so excited it's gonna be cool it's gonna be really interesting um you know, like that first season was just kind of talking about us and background of who we are, who our boyfriends are, why we're doing this podcast, stuff like that. So it's going to be cool to like talk to other people from, you know, like you talked about, like other women who have loved ones incarcerated to um, people who have been incarcerated to the people who keep them incarcerated. So exactly, it hits all angles for real. Yeah. Yeah, so we're really excited. This first episode, again, is just like a little introduction into the season, and I feel like this is a good place to leave it off. Yeah. If you um, guys have any questions for Jeremy, anything at all, anything from um, maybe like what led him to prison time, to his sentencing, to what it's like being in there, like he can give you the real lowdown, and he is a very like matter of fact and realistic kind of guy where he's not gonna like bullshit you and you can find us on social media uh we have instagram facebook twitter and email we have yep. all and yeah you can email us questions email us your stories um we have gotten a couple stories before um connected with a couple people but we'd always love to know more because it's not just like, like Anna was just saying, it's not just us in this, it's people all over. And so it's, you know, creating this narrative and helping us understand everybody so that we can do better on a personal level with everything. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, so thanks for watching episode one of season two of To Accept This Call. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.